How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Hopefully this one sounds a little better because Ian actually has a working microphone this week. Yeah, so. sorry. Some technical, random technical difficulties last week. Yeah, but uh, we, we we made it. We made it. Nobody cares anyway, yeah. so. Nah. Easy enough. Um, We're in the <laughs> Batman animated series today. We got three episodes we're going to talk. It's been a while since we've been in the animated series because the last episode we did so before the break like- was the 66 show. And then we had a break, yep, and then, then last yeah, last week we did our, our top 10 of 2020, so it's been a while. Um, it, it, to be honest, I'm kind of disappointed that it worked out this way. I would have rather done the uh, 66 this week because we just passed the anniversary of uh, of the show airing. I think it was a couple of days uh, ago. Oh, yeah. It was earlier this yeah, week yeah. that uh, the anniversary happened. just off. Yeah, it was yeah. like, I think it's like January 12th, I want to say, is the day. Um, oh, yeah, that would So that would have that worked out, but... Um, uh, but yeah, we're in the animated series today. But first off, we have uh, we have a little bit of news to talk about. Um, there's some actually some Batman news, which is nice. That's always nice when there's actually yes. Batman news. And apparently, the HBO Max TV series Gotham the the uh, Gotham City Police series has hired an excuse me has hired a new showrunner. So that's good. It's a I have Joe, no idea who he is. It's Joe Barton. Apparently, he's done some BBC shows. And uh, some Netflix shows, uh, nothing that I've seen. So, no, me neither. You know, I don't know anything about him. So we'll we'll see. But he replaces Terrence Winter, who who left in November, over creative differences. Which now, hearing the different stuff about Matt Reeves, I definitely could see now that definitely makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, I take it more as him just being really passionate about this and sure, wanting sure. it to succeed rather than you know basically the rest of. At least that's always the hope. That's always a hope. And I feel like he's just playing it close to the the chest because we see what happens at Warner Brothers when you let too many cooks into the kitchen. And I think Matt Reeves is like, look, you're basically all of you are incompetent. You have you have gold, you have gold characters, but you just can't, you know, put in the work to actually make a cohesive universe. So let me do my thing. He clearly knows Batman. So I take it as good faith that he is so protective of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that—that's the hope, anyway. But uh, right. but you never know. You know, so we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see. Apparently, it's going to be called Gotham Central, which makes sense because that was the comic, which is sure. a really good comic too. But oh um, yeah, yeah, it's a cool idea. So we'll see like, how that goes. Uh, you want to talk about the other news, Ian? Uh, yeah, we we were just talking earlier. Uh, there's been I know Matt Reeves posted some like set photos because they're they're either back in London or. Um, just shooting in London still. And he posted some set photos that looked really cool. Uh, it was like one right off of, um, like you could see parliament and you know, you, like, I'm sure they won't have big Ben in there obviously, because that'd be a little too immersive breaking or immersion mm-hmm. breaking. But, um, yeah, it's just the, the, the way they've made up, you know, cities that they filmed in to look like Gotham where it's just filthy and graffiti and just grime everywhere. And it's, it's so cool. And, and obviously we talk about how they use the, the old, medieval and gothic architecture to their advantage of certain cities and yeah it just looks really good i i I forget who on twitter but i think they said they only have maybe like two or three more weeks of shooting and they should be done so that's exciting yeah now that is nice that is really nice 
And I'm sure we'll get something when they hopefully we'll get something like, you know, either a set photo or some type of maybe a little behind the scenes video when they do like the wrap up. But who knows? It'd be nice. It would. It would be nice to see a little bit more, especially with it being so far away still. Yeah, um, you got it. You got to give us something more now that you delayed it, you know, for a yeah, year. I mean, we're freaking uh, what, 14 months away. Oh, so God. I mean, I'm sure we'll get another trailer this summer, but it's still a long would, time away. You would hope you would hope. Uh, did you see the um thing with the uh, oh, shoot, uh, another another Batman kind of not not much, but a kind of did you see the thing with um, uh, Mountain Dew? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're coming they're out with a, uh, a Riddler, a Riddler. Drink, and that's, that's um, cool. And it has kind of like a, I don't know, it's some sort of some sort of picture or whatever on it that it's like, I don't know if I don't know if that's supposed to be the Riddler or not. I would assume so. Oh, I haven't seen the picture. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just heard that they were doing the tie-in. And it's uh, it's kind of weird. It's um, let me see. I'm trying to pull it up here so I can try and describe yeah, it. Doesn't really work well for a podcast. It's right. it's like a uh, hooded figure with like green goggles or glasses that certainly sounds like him in the trailer and uh yeah some i mean i'm sure the taped face or something whatever whatever oh, that I mask is that he oh, has weird looking. yeah it is weird looking so i think that further proves that that character is the riddler in the trailer which oh. is what i mean that that's all what we thought anyway but um, but also that he'll probably have like a, a new look throughout, like or he'll his look will evolve through the movie. Yeah, uh, which I mean that's I'm, the normal. That's normal. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, same with like Catwoman, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How she, she's not going to be Catwoman, Catwoman at the beginning, obviously. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. But oh, anyway, I saw that come out. That that came out uh, a couple of days ago. So it's just just something else with the uh, with the movie. But but yeah, that's kind that's of so the, weird. It'll be weird. It's weird to see, like you know, when uh, like uh, food products and all that have the movie tie-ins. Because yeah, like, I remember still <laughs> seeing like Wonder Woman '84 like a month ago, and I was like, oh boy, I remember those Doritos coming out like a year ago. So yeah. what does that say about? Dude, I still, I probably in my collection of crap back in my parents' house, I probably still have the Dr Pepper cans with Spider-Man and Doctor Octopus on them. Oh wow, I remember those. Yeah. I'm sure I still have some of those. Oh yeah, in my in my stuff at home. <laughs> So uh, yeah, oh, heck yeah. Um. Anyway, um, you want to talk about the other big news that's not Batman related? Yeah, I mean, uh, go for uh, it. I've I've heard bits and pieces, but I guess it's confirmed that I guess Chris Evans is back as Captain America. Your boy, your boy is coming back. Honestly, Mark, I I'm not excited. I'll say it. I'm not excited about this. Really. I, I, yeah, I, I, I want I he had the perfect ending. I he he had the, the ending I wanted and I and I like a storybook ending for characters. Like we've talked about before, kind of my our problem with Marvel now going forward is that okay, like where is this leading? If you don't give people a definitive end that you're working toward, it just kinda of feels like it's going on and on until eventually you, you overstay your welcome and and I, I thought Chris Evans was done uh, you know, completely because he did it for what, like almost 10 years i mean yeah how many movies so to me this kind of shows that marvel is not really in a position of strength right now because to me this kind of feels a little bit desperate i don't know what about you i dude i don't care yeah right i don't care i've already said i don't care about marvel Period. I just no, don't anymore. No. I don't care. I care about Moon Knight a little bit. I care about the Hawkeye Guardians. series. Yeah. And that's about it. And and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And anything else, I don't I don't care about. I just don't. Yeah, I, I, but yeah. I hate Captain America anyway, so I'm the wrong person to... to I forgot you hate Captain that. America. You're Captain a retard. Captain America's a stupid, stupid character. He's great in the movies. I mean, like, yeah, I, I could get if you didn't like him in the comics. No, but no, no, no. He's great in the comics. He's stupid in the movies. Really? God, you're weird. No, he's dumb. Dumb character. No, I, I, I disagree. Movies, but yeah, dumb character. Sure. Um, no, not, not sure. No, still dumb. Uh, but no, I, I saw that. I was like, ah, oh, just why? Because like here's a this is how we'll know marvel is really in a bad spot when they announce that robert Downey jr is coming back because you know yeah. they, they they have they have ideas that's oh, like for sure oh for sure 100 percent, they have ideas yeah because i mean they, they announced all those movies or all those projects and yeah you know it got the internet buzzing but it, it's it's nothing like that that has put them back on top again you know it, because they're done yeah, because they, they, they finished, should be. They wrapped it up, and then exactly. they ruined it with the Spider-Man garbage afterwards. So it's like they were done. It's you ruined. I mean, you cut you. I mean, you ruined it and also nailed it at the same time. And so it's yeah. like it. It's done, man. It's done. And then the pandemic crap didn't help, where they haven't had a movie and whatever. Like you know, that, yeah, that's that what hasn't really helped. Has hurt them, but that has hurt uh, them a lot. But, uh, but that's their own. That's their own kind of fault too. Um, it's like yeah, like they they they've become so dependent on. You know, just releases stuff every year to kind of keep the excitement yeah. going. Is that when you miss a beat, it's like the excitement dies. It's we like, all oh. are like, wait a minute, they're really not that great. Why have we been so excited? Oh yeah, sorry. One other thing, I, I we can't oh. forget about the next Doctor Strange movie with Sam Raimi. That's the yeah. other thing I'm looking forward yeah. to. I mean, like, I, 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 not because of Doctor Sam... Strange. I couldn't care less right. about that first movie, but just because of Sam Raimi. I mean, I like the first movie. I like Benedict Cumberbatch, but again, it's like I don't really need to see what happens to him after Endgame. I'm, I'm good. I, I, I saw his his movie. I saw his journey and how he worked through the adventures of school. But yeah. I don't I don't care about uh the, what's his name freaking Chiwetel Ejiofor, for his yeah villain. Like I I don't no. care. But um yeah it to me like them announcing this and then you add in all the nostalgia baiting of allegedly the next Spider Man movie, which is going to be nothing but oh look Tobey Maguire and everyone's back. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to no, get no, into no. it again. We talked no, about please, it no. for a whole thing. No, but what I'm saying is, it said. really feels like a lot of their big announcements lately have been like a step backwards mm-hmm. instead of, you know, because it's like. But that's what I'm everyone's just... doing. That, I mean, everything is, uh-huh. is that right. No, you're now. not wrong. It's it's all about nostalgia. everyone's scrounging, uh, scrounging for stuff right now because of the hit that everyone has taken. No, no, you're totally right. I mean, like Luke Skywalker is probably going to be the big thing going forward in Star Wars, which. Uh, a little too late. I mean, yeah, we'll see. But um, but yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, oh why? Because like, I, I guess it's gonna come back in the Falcon show or something. You would assume. I which I don't know. I, I I've the one of the the leading things. I don't know if this is even rumor or just fan theory. But one of the things I've seen that people have been clamoring for is a show like a mini series on how he returned all the stones. Oh sure, I mean, I, I, sure. I mean, that'd be. It may be cool to see him interact with uh, Red Skull. Yeah, uh, that's one thing I kind of wondered. I'm like, wouldn't that be awkward? We had to go back there and was like, hey, <laughs> how do you return you that one? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that'd be a good. Hit. But I also feel like they don't even want to try and explain all that. So they're like, oh, yeah. why would we go back and then? Because we have to try and explain, you know, how you how you put the, back certain Infinity Stones. But yeah. I don't know. It just, uh, I don't know. It, I'm not excited about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care, I don't care anyway. But, so, but the internet's falling for it, so I guess nostalgia is what sells. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it definitely it does. Works. Oh man, uh, is there anything else to talk about? 
I don't think so. <laughs> it's sad that you know Captain America coming coming back is uh, more exciting than the Black Widow movie. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. What is that thing coming out, dude? I don't even know. Do they? Is it going to come out? I mean, I, uh, Disney's being stubborn. If they, if they re- at this point, they should just put it on Disney Plus. I mean, they did it with Mulan. I mean, why would yeah. they not just do that again? They'll probably wait till uh, stupid WandaVision is done. <sighs> yeah. Um, They'll wait until they have a little lull to keep people subscribed. Because I yeah. think uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out right after that. So maybe this summer they'll be like, all right, screw it. If we're not, the world's not back to normal, we'll just put on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Because yeah, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I don't care. Again, oh, I don't either. I don't care anymore. Um, all right. Um, dead. There's, uh, yeah, there's not much else to talk about as far as news. Um, I don't know. So, I, don't I haven't know. watched any movies. Have you watched any movies? Uh, I saw two, like in, in my, you know, when I was watching a whole bunch of movies at the end of the year to kind of catch up, I saw two that weren't part of my 2020 list or that came out in 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, one I saw was fairly recent. It was a uh, Amazon movie, like an Amazon Prime uh, original movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's called uh, 7500, about a uh, airline pilot on a flight that gets hijacked by terrorists. Um, it was, it was okay. It was, I don't know. It was, it's a lot like, uh, Paul Greengrass, you know, who did the Bourne movies and United 93. It's that kind of almost documentary style of like shaky cam and, okay. you know, trying to make it as un Hollywood as possible. And, mm-hmm. um, so there's, there's some interesting stuff and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I like is a, is a good actor, but it's one of those movies that's really frustrating because the main character does everything wrong just so the movie can happen. And you're yeah. like, God, you're like, damn it. Because, like, he's in the cockpit, and you're like, do not open the cockpit. Because the, the terrorists don't get in, you know. They, they have, like, glass, and they take over their, they take over the plane. But they, they manage to close the cockpit, and it's like, you can't, you can't get in. Like, no matter right. how, much, how hard you try. And so they're like, we'll start killing terrorists. And, like, he's watching on a little camera. And I'm you like, mean, Dude, you mean uh, passengers? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's kind of weird. What, what, have the passengers hijacked it now? We're going to start killing the terrorists <laughs> yeah, if you don't be, land the plane. It's like, that'd be interesting, actually. But no, yeah, they're like, <laughs> you know, we'll start killing passengers. I'm like, dude, just turn off the camera and land the plane. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And of course he doesn't. So then, oh, you know, okay. hijinks ensue. And at a certain point, you just, like, at the very end, it's like him and one terrorist who somehow gets in the cockpit because that's how stupid he is. Right. And, uh, you know, they land on the on the tarmac and, like, you know, the police have surrounded the plane. It's like him. It's kind of like a Captain Phillips situation where he's stuck with a terrorist. I'm like, dude, I just want the police to kill both of you. Like, I'm I'm done with both of you at this point. So it's only like 80 minutes. It's barely feature length. But um, it's a movie again, that pissed me off. Oh, it absolutely would. <laughs> I almost want to watch it with you. Just no, watch your I reaction. I would get so mad. Oh, you would, dude. Trust me. I was getting mad. And, I you know, I have so a angry. pretty high tolerance for, like, movies. But, I, um, I have a very zero tolerance for stupidity uh, really with do. characters and movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this would definitely piss you off. But, yeah, it's it's more streaming mediocre crap. It's like, awesome. This is the future of movies. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're so right, though, man. Yeah, it it's is. So, it's, it's sad. It's just crap. It's, it's quantity over quality. Every now and then you'll get a little gem. But for the most part, it's stuff like the old guard and this and, and I don't know, like Tiger King. I don't know. But um, but yeah, nothing, nothing great. But uh, one movie I did see that was fantastic that I had been meaning to watch for a long time is I finally saw uh, Apocalypse Now. I don't know if you've seen the whole thing. <laughs> uh, no, I have. Uh, I think at one point I watched the first, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. And 
I no, I have not got I have not watched all of Apocalypse Now. You definitely have to be in the mood, but like if you are in the right mood and you can actually watch it, it's amazing. I mean, I I, I love. Yeah, I mean, this I've movie. been me. I would like to. I just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just no, I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Again, you you got to be in a certain mood because it is a heavy movie. Um, it, it's kind of, there are times that are a little slow, but even then, I I never found myself getting bored. Um, it's just, I mean, it's filmmaking at its best. I mean, God knows we all know what freaking Coppola went through to make the film. They made a whole movie about Jeez, it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'd rather watch. Oh, I'd yeah, rather I watch, watch Hearts of Darkness. You, you should definitely watch both because this movie is fantastic. To me, it's, it is miles better than the other two kind of Vietnam flicks that, that get put in the same category being like Platoon and We Full Were Soldiers. We Were Soldiers good. But that's that, the that, best Vietnam movie ever. Oh, I agree, but that but that one, you know, people don't like that one because it's not because it's good. Connect, That's right? why, because it's good and fun and exciting and action well, based and hopeful. Yeah. That's yeah, why, yeah. and yeah, it has but, Mel uh, Gibson in, who's way better than anybody who's in these other Vietnam movies just alone. Uh, well, Brando, dude, Brando. <laughs> nah, nope, don't yeah. care. I'll take Mel no, Gibson over Marlon Brando one hundred out of one hundred times, look, no matter I, I what the you. role is. I mean, sure. I love we were. Soldiers, I take Mel Gibson but... as the Godfather. That'd be hilarious. Oh God! <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. Like with but, his uh, beard and everything. Oh, that'd be a totally different movie, and I would watch it in a heartbeat. Although, fun fact: Did you know Mel Gibson was originally going to be in The Untouchables over Kevin Costner? Okay, now you're just going to really piss me off. Yeah, that would've been good. I'm but, really um... okay. I really wish you didn't tell me that because The Untouchables <laughs> is one of the four great Kevin movie. Costner movies that I actually really like. And but don't hate him in, and yeah. now I now now you're gonna make me hate that movie for for <laughs> for taking away the chance to not have Kevin Costner in this wonderful movie, which and would have, have made Gibson. it even better. Yeah, yeah. The only difference is, I don't know if I would buy Mel Gibson as that pathetic of a character. That's a good point. Yeah, he does have to kind of be like a. You a, have to be a dweeb, which really fits with dweeb, Kevin yeah. Costner. No, Kevin Costner's a total dweeb, which is why I don't like him for the most part. But every oh, again, yeah, every now point. and then it works. Like Field of Dreams, he's got to be a dweeb, and it works. Uh, and The Untouchables, he's got to be a dweeb, and it really works. The only time he's not a dweeb and I actually enjoy him is in Bull Durham. Yeah, well, you That's haven't seen it. Open Range. You got to see that. I, I I watched that recently, and he's actually good in that. Or but, uh, anyway, I don't. <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, whenever we do movie swap again, but um, no, Apocalypse Now is is fantastic. Like it, it deserves all the praise it gets. It's one of those movies where like you can just dissect it for hours. Tens of fact, there's been so many books and and, and you know analyses and essays about it because it's so rich with like um, I, I know themes get gets overused. It's kind of like a poor defense of bad movies, but yeah, the the themes and the the like the interpretations of everything is, is really rich and I just found myself so engaged. And obviously the filmmaking, you know, freaking uh when Robert Duvall shows up, he basically almost steals the whole movie. But sure. it, it is so good. Like having it, have helicopters those... in every single shot of the entire movie. Yeah. I mean the 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 the, the craftsmanship that way the, the scale of the movie is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh and you can understand why all the you know, it damn near killed Coppola, but um, sure. no, it's it's a fantastic movie. I I can't recommend it enough. I'm I'm actually really glad I watched it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, that's what I've heard. It, that's one of the ones where, you know, the big the big you have to watch type movies. I mean, that's yeah. one of the ones where I've always you know meant to. And and at one point I I started it, and I don't remember why I didn't finish it, but uh, but yeah, I know it's it's one that I've been meaning to get to at some point. Same with The Godfather too. 
I'll watch it at yeah, some point. You gotta. I just don't care, man. I I literally you tried will. to watch that movie and I was like, I I don't I don't care. I got so bored. I love the first Godfather. I love the first movie so much. And I tried to watch the second one. Now, to be fair, the one time I tried, it was very late at night. But can't do that. Yeah, I did try. And I was like, this is so slow. Like the Godfather is not slow at all. Freaking flies. But the second one was it is very different pacing. It is pacing. It's it's good. I still like the first one better. Uh, I think my dad liked the second one better. But so the many second people was... like the second one better, and it drives me crazy. I mean, I mean, I get, but like I, I I still prefer the first one. Kind of like you said, it moves a little bit faster. There's a little bit more characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But no, second one's still good. Trust me. But I know, great. I know, I know. I just just haven't got. It's one of those handful. That and Apocalypse Now are the two big time movies that I've actually started at one point and haven't finished, and yeah. need to just. Haven't. I have not been watching movies, man. I have not been watching movies as of the past couple of weeks, like at all, like not even right. rewatching them. Just, just have not been. Not really sure been, why. And that 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 New Year's funk. We've I all guess. been in it. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've not been watching a whole lot. I've been been watching a lot. I of rewatched Daredevil. And, that was fantastic. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've been rewatching yeah. Community, and of course, yeah, again, again for like the seventh <laughs> time. Hey, my, my sister's rewatched Gilmore Girls literally ad nauseum on repeat for the last 20 years almost. <laughs> they'll, they'll watch it from pilot to se- series finale and start all over again. Yeah. And it's like yeah. Every, every time I go over to their house, they have it on. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I've already decided that when I'm done with Community, if again, I'll probably rewatch Psych again for like the fifth time. But yeah, at least break it up with different shows. Like, I'll do that. I'll, you know, rewatch Seinfeld and then switch it to something else. No, uh, dude. It no, is it's really just those non-stop. two. It's literally yeah. I just rewatched Psych and Community and then sometimes Smallville, which I was doing and then got to season seven. and was like, yes, you know what? Okay. I don't really want to keep watching this anymore. No. First five seasons are really good. Eh, that's it. I'd even give the sixth season. A, you know, the five and six at least are still pretty good. But first four are the 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 best of Smallville for sure. But um, yeah, after that, seven through ten are unwatchable there there no not quite like there's like a there's a there, but there is a line from when i just start to get angry too often and i didn't want to keep getting angry so yeah stopped with that but anyway so yeah i haven't been watching movies in a while it's been been a while since you. i've really watched some probably since the beginning of december and probably yeah, yeah since i watched a new movie it was like the first week of december last time Gosh. i watched a new movie so it's been a while i need to need to get on that but anyway um all right so now we can get into the episode a little bit quicker than normal and uh we got three episodes of batman the animated series to talk about harley quinnade time out of joint and catwalk so we have a great episode and two yeah episode okay episodes so yeah not none of them no none of them like you know eh, not that great yeah yeah they're all all passable fine they're all fine um hang on just a second
All right, so I guess, uh, hang on. Let me see. All right, so I guess we can get started with uh, Harley Quinnade, and I guess we'll just start. We'll start on top, then, Ian. Sure. Might start well on top. Um, what are your uh, What are your thoughts on Harley Quinnade? I, I guess first off, when's the last time you watched that? Oh, this episode? God, uh, I can't remember. Um, I feel like this is not one of the constant rewatchable ones for for both of us. No, I mean, it's, it's a good episode, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, it's just for whatever reason, like, not one that comes to mind when I think of, oh, I gotta watch that one. Yeah. Um, but upon rewatching, it's funny, because I, I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is exactly what that stupid Harley and Batman movie wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I totally forgot, like, just how much they had ripped from this episode for that for that movie. Right, but this is, like, the good one. Right. Yep, no, it's, <laughs> this is how it was supposed to be. It's, this is literally like, why did we even get that movie? They clearly already did it. I I do not want to get into that. Uh, well, we know why. It's I do not Harley want to Quinn. get into the travesty that was Batman and Harley Quinn, which is the worst animated. No, it is <sighs> the worst Batman movie ever oh, made. Yeah, it, it's bad. And period. It, just, it is. It just it's shows you how the the Harley Quinn fatigue is real. It's not even that. It's just it's the most insulting piece of batman that we've ever seen and that's more than snyder stuff that's more than batman returns that it is the most insulting thing i've ever watched in my entire life from a batman standpoint and from just a movie standpoint do you remember the ending of that movie oh i do swamp thing yeah i remember just doesn't end the movie's just over yep with no finish yeah, musical number. I remember the weird rape stuff with like Robin. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember all of it. Sadly, you oh, made yeah. me watch it. You can't forget. No. It's just it's burned in there. As, it's like uh, the, the it's like the pig video. Yep. From I was the like, it's like Colin Farrell says, man. Like it's a it's <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. Cool. Like that'll live with you forever. Like it just <laughs> it is, man. Ugh. Shout out to the gentleman. Um. But no, this this episode is actually good. This episode yeah. is exactly what that movie should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is a great episode. And uh, I, I was watching it with commentary because this is one of the ones that has commentary on it on the Blu-rays with Bruce oh, Tim, nice. Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, um, Eric Radomski and Shirley Walker, R.I.P. were um, uh, are all uh, all on that commentary because, again, these came out with the original DVDs, which so I guess was like 24. 20- 2005 2006 something like that so yeah so they're they're dated but um 2006 or 7 or whatever it was but uh um yeah so just it was fun listening to them unfortunately with kind of watching this one in commentary there wasn't a whole lot that was really added really like as far as like nuggets of uh interesting stuff not really it was just kind of general just on how they made it and came about and stuff like that so weird yeah, yeah, I know. Usually there's a few more things. Um, Especially but, that uh, cast. They did mention, one of the things they mentioned is if you notice, Robin just looks kind of weird. And uh, they, it's because, I don't know how long this went for, but they went through a stretch where they didn't have the right colors. Like they didn't have hmm. a green. What? And so they had to like work around other greens and like these weird blues so that's why his stuff and his like his outfit looks so blue a lot of times. Oh yeah, I think I noticed because they're literally bit, yeah. using blue um, because <laughs> they wouldn't give him like a bigger color pa- palette or something weird like that. So what? they didn't mention that, which I thought that was kind of interesting. 
Yeah, especially like this late in the the animation, like for the show. Like I, I get that at first, you know, when yeah. like they were kind of limited, but now like what? I mean, That's they're so using weird. like twenty five piece orchestras at this point. Yeah, for every episode, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is weird. And they they were acting like that too. They're like, yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> and another thing with this, ep- okay, actually another thing that they did say with this episode, if you'll notice, the music is way more cartoony than most of their I did scores. That, yeah, and that like, was that fair. was on purpose. Because it was a goofy episode. Well, it was, yeah. And they found it very difficult to get nominated for Emmys for cartoon music because their music wasn't cartoonish. It was like real Uh, music. Yeah, it was real. So they actually Uh, had found that difficult. So they made kind of a point to do a little bit more of that. And it still didn't work. They still didn't win an Emmy for this this episode. But, But... but uh, but I think that was funny, and so and and yeah. So if you watch this and listen to music, you'll notice there's a lot more uh, kind of cartoonish sounds and cartoonish uh, you know rhythms and beats and stuff like that, and sound effects too. A lot more cartoonish sound effects too in this. Episode, sound effects so. and even like some of the animation. Like there's yeah. a scene where Robin starts, or yeah, Robin and Batman start beating up like the mobsters, and like they have like the the punch, and then it's like stars, and like yeah. That's not how they usually do it, but yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> a little cartoony overall in general. But yet they have this singing number, and, yep. and you're like, that that fits in the same episode as making an ultra cartoony episode. Yeah, that was weird. It is weird. I mean, yeah. any type of singing number in Batman, I feel like it's just weird in general. Yeah. But yeah, it's you know, I mean, but the. Di- different again it's i hate i i really want to not compare this to the i know movie but in fairness in this instance it actually fits and it actually works with the story and with what's happening like she's doing it as a actual distraction right because she sees robins coming in like it make it makes sense so even though it's kind of weird it fits. It's not you know, completely it out nowhere for no reason. Yeah, the song works too. That was interesting. You know, yeah. I lied. There was interesting stuff in this. That's another thing they mentioned with uh, because Paul Dini was living at one point like just down the street from Arlene Sorkin. I mean, that's how she got the role is because oh, okay. he he yeah. talked to her about it and convinced her to audition for it. Um, which was a great move, obviously, because she's perfect. But oh, um, yeah. uh, but yeah, at one point they would carpool like to work at some point and. She was just like singing that song because oh. she was going to use it in an audition or use it for something because it's from a move. It's from like a like 50s MGM musical or 40s oh, okay. movie like that. That's a real song because you listen to it and you're like they had to have written this song for this because it's right, too perfect. But it's yeah. not. It's actually a real song. And okay. so he heard her singing and was like, oh, man, we we have to somehow put this into an episode like it's that's too where perfect. the episode yeah, came and from so probably. That, I don't know if that's where the episode came from, but I don't think that's where the episode came from. But this was like the opportunity where they were finally like, oh, man, we can use this. And uh, yeah, yeah. And and again, it works. It works. No, it does. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it just feels out of place. But still, yeah, it actually serves a purpose within the story itself. Right. You want to you want to break down just the general plot of the episode? Yeah. What happened? Joker <laughs> Joker steals a giant bomb. Right. Right. From what, from like a what bad guy auction or yeah. something, <laughs> which yep. is pretty funny. But um, yeah, so he steals a bomb, and so with a fake bomb. Yeah, with a fake he bomb. He steals a fake bomb with a fake bomb, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of like a. They also like took from the dark. 
Yeah, yeah, which it kind of took from the Dark Knight, you know, when he has the grenades in his jacket, and that's how he's able to keep himself from being ripped apart by a bunch yep, of mobsters. Which is pretty great. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little callback. But yeah, so, but now Batman obviously has to stop Joker and get to him before, you know, he sets out the bomb. And to do that, he decides he needs the help of Harley Quinn. So he goes to Arkham and they strike a deal, which is pretty funny because I guess she's still in there from trial. Who knows? I don't, yeah, it's kind of hard to keep track. Trial, so I would assume so. Yeah, that, that'd be my guess. Um, but yeah, so he, he, you know, he enlists the help and. Of course, the uh, the one contingency is that she doesn't betray him, uh, which you, of course you have to establish. But you know, lock it that will do you. Um, and yeah, so the whole episode is him working with Harley, and then, of course, you know, Robin is kind of like the failsafe. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I forget how stuff happens, but then they end up at the the bad guy's hideout, and she acts like she, or she at least makes it look like she's betraying him at first, and like knocks him out. So they have Batman tied up and you know, that's when she does her musical number. Of course, Robin comes in, but, um, uh, yeah, I forget what happens from there. You're better at describing these episodes than I am. Well, I mean, they escape and then they just, she knows where the Joker is. And so they, they basically just go straight there. And then we have the finale. Oh yeah. Did they, don't they go to like his hideout and he has like the, the monitors with, uh, yeah, that was before, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so they know where to go. They know like where he's going to, uh, place the bombs at the end. And of course, you know, he's going to place one at the mayor's house. And then when the police and everybody comes, that's when he's going to set it off. And that's when we get the pretty amazing climax at the end with the, the biplane and everything. Yeah. 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 Which is <laughs> and that, the Joker in a swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah. And the Joker <laughs> in a swimming pool. We get, we get a lot of stuff in this episode. He's kidnapped the mayor. A lot of, we have back to back mayor episodes. Yeah, that is true. Well, kinda. He's not really much in the next one, but a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it easy? It's definitely Clark part Kings. of it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. part. It's part for sure. And then we also had a back to back Robin episodes. Well, that's but that's normal because at this point the show is being marketed as yeah, the, the Adventures, Adventures of Batman yeah. and Robin. So yeah, yeah. you know there there is a lot more Robin from here on out. Oh, which I'm fine with. Don't get me wrong. Sure, but... sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean that's basically that's basically the plot of the episode. But it's um. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. It's a Paul Dini written episode, so there's always an element of fun to all yep. of his episodes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like any like highlights from the episode. Um, yeah, the Joker, definitely... the Joker getting knocked out by Harley Quinn's wand and then just spinning around, <laughs> yeah. shooting the machine gun at everybody. <laughs> yeah, and the funny part is like when they crash a plane, you're like, okay, like uh, I know the Joker doesn't die, but those henchmen gotta be dead because I mean, it just crashes into the the house and then you know it's on fire but of course they make make sure they show you the two henchmen like at the crawling very end of the episode <laughs> yeah I'm like kind of a little closer because i for a longest time i'm like okay they're dead right but right to be fair that what the joker is doing or technically harley is it's not like batman killed them right this is but still Snyder, like but, you're not yeah. gonna have people dying in the <laughs> yeah, show <no. laughs> so yeah that's um, pretty funny Although you do have that one dude at the beginning who gets Joker gassed, which again, every time yeah, that happens, yeah, you're just like, how is this allowed? And they weren't allowed to kill anybody. Like, this is worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot how brutal it still was. It's terrifying. I feel like we haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. It's, it has been it's, a while, you're right. Uh, but yeah, especially with the new animation. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. Ugh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and of course, we have the hyenas, you know, with the uh, uh, Harley and the hyenas, which, you know, it's become pretty iconic now. But um. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, any other like her in a Batmobile was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Although you think Batman would be a little bit better at like, you know, controlling criminals. Yeah, especially in the Batmobile. Like, you I would feel think. Like, it be some, like, you know, maybe not fingerprints, some type of like, you know, security protocol so that B- somehow someone isn't the best in this episode. He, no. he he's 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 slacking a little bit. He is. Yeah, of course. This is kindly kind of the Harley episode, but it, it never gets too much. And that's why I feel like you have to have Paul Dini in some, you know, association with like Harley Quinn. Otherwise, as we see, people just fixate too much on Harley Quinn and then Batman ends up. Which is, even which is funny. They literally talk about that on the commentary track oh, really? of this where they're talking about because at some point, I don't remember if it was Bruce Tim or someone was like, man, why? Man, it's it's interesting that this never got like a spinoff uh, with, oh, with this God. character. And uh, they were like, yeah. And Paul Dini was like, yeah, I wrote a I wrote a uh, a pilot episode for a Harley and Ivy show. And oh, they God. were talking about stuff like that. But then at some point, I don't remember if it was Bruce Tim or someone was like, you know, Harley was always just better with other people. Like she's a better supporting character. Thank like, you. With the yes. Joker and with Batman and with stuff like that. It's like, that's where the characters and they all agreed. Like, yeah, 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 that's probably true. And then they moved on to something else. And I was like, thank you. The creators of the character right here have come to the conclusions that the character is better by herself or uh, not not by herself with uh, with other people and with the Joker. It's all about the Joker. Yes. But unfortunately, they're they're no longer the ones. It's like Venom. Venom is all about Spider-Man. It's I don't care. There's not any Venom is about Spider-Man, period. And Harley Quinn is about the Joker, period. Joker's the same way. We saw what happens when you get rid of Batman. It's pointless. Yes. Uh, Even the Joker knows it's pointless. Yeah. That's the whole point. <laughs> Literally, the Joker says that multiple times that his life is pointless without Batman. And oh, yet we oh, made a was... whole damn Joker movie. Oh, God. And it, but that was another highlight that reminded me of this episode where, like, you know, Harley betrays Batman again, of course. And she's getting on the plane with a. Uh, with Joker and the one henchman is like, oh gosh, you know, Mr. J, it's a good thing that Harley showed up. We, you know, because otherwise, no, no, we, no, no. I Robin would... says that. Oh yeah, that's right. Robin because says the, it the, again. Batman is the ultimate mind manipulator, and so right. even with Dire Straits, he knows he can manipulate Harley like a freaking violin. <laughs> so yeah, he brings up the fact that just you know, like in Mad World, and so yep. uh, so, but this time it's Robin actually that that brings it up, not Batman. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And and he's like, man, it's a good thing you're here, Harley, because that's not enough time for Joker to come and pick you up. He's like, <laughs> Joker's Wait a like shut up. Yeah, yeah. He, Joker literally goes, shut up, brat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like. Wait, wait a minute! You were gonna come and get me, and he's like, "Oh, of course, of course." And, and then, then Batman, but later, yeah, Batman. Then, he, then the, she's the just hyena. like, "No, no, no!" Then she's just like, "Well, what about all our other other friends? Ivy and Two Face and <laughs> Hat guy. guy and <laughs> and Puppet Head." And yeah, puppet he's like, head. "Oh, who cares about them?" And then Batman just goes, "What about the what about the dogs? She's, what about the hyenas?" And she's like, "The babies! We have to go back." And he's like, "I'll buy you a goldfish." <laughs> Joker's so angry. <laughs> Again, it just it just shows how perfectly Joker doesn't care about anybody. Like you know, everybody's oh, expendable man. to him. That's so funny. That's the best. That's my favorite part of the whole episode. Yeah, that's, I think that's the best part that's for sure. So- that's just so funny. I'm telling you, Ar- Arlene Sorkin and Mark Hamill are just freaking. Oh God! Hand so... in hand, just outstanding pairing. They're so oh, good. They play play off of each other 
probably better than any other two characters in the whole show. I mean, they're just I mean, other, other than Mark Hamill and uh, Kevin Conroy, but sure, yeah. Sure, sure. Even uh, then, yeah, they, they, they might be better in some ways. Yeah, it's just so good. The back and <laughs> forths are so good and so well written. I mean, obviously, Paul Dini yeah. knows how to write Harley better than anyone because he's the creator of Harley Quinn. So he, comes, yeah. And just nails it every time, but yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. That, that's a lot of fun episode, and of course they they stop him at the end. And but oh man, I forgot about that part. I, yeah, that that's yeah. the best part of the episode. That's that's yeah, hilarious. easily. And then of course when Harley um gags the Joker with the whole fake gun at the end. Right. Uh, did she gag him? Uh, that's the impression I got. Her face looks shocked. Oh, I maybe. I'm just saying. She looks surprised when maybe that it might gun have been, does not might go been a joke on both of them. <laughs> I think I mean, she I mean, was trying to kill him. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But yeah, maybe you might be right. But then even with her actually trying to kill him, immediately turns right back around afterwards because that's Harley Quinn and it's perfect. And of course he enjoys it too. He just right, finds it right. Fun. Yep, it's so yep. perfect. <laughs> it is. It is so perfect. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, so some trivia with this episode. Um. Let's see. I've already we've already mentioned a couple of these things. Oh, um, when Joker and Harley embrace at the end, Joker says to Harley, "Baby, you're the greatest," and that's a spoof of the endings of uh, the Honeymooners when uh, when oh. Ralph and his wife embrace at the end after their relationship gets back to normal. So, oh, nice. It's a callback to that. Probably. Um, again, that song. Uh, here's the thing with that song. It's from 1944. And it was a film called Meet the People. So that's where that's from. The, the piano you know player during that scene is uh, drawn like Fred Astaire. Oh, so yeah, he is. <laughs> there's that in there. And uh, let's see. There's a couple of reused gags, like when the Joker, jump, like his parachute opens after the plane crashes. That was pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> that's from The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, oh. which is always really funny. Um and uh let's see yeah i think that's about it but anyway so that's just a few few other trivia things with uh harley quinn 8 so yeah definitely a good episode really good episode for sure very very entertaining this episode aired on may 23rd 1994 it has an 8.7 on imdb so definitely one of the higher rated episodes for sure it's got harley of course yeah um, all right, so moving on to the next episode, Time Out of Joint. Uh, we got Temple Fugit, the Clock King, is back for the second time. And he's got a time machine. Pretty much. Basically. Uh, yeah, he can literally stop time, which... Or sl- you know. Well, he can slow down or speed up time. Yeah. And it, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, this is always going to happen whenever you bring in some time travel variation or element. This is one but... of those episodes you're like, "What? What is going? Why? What, what's, yeah. what's happening in this episode? What, I, who, who thought again, this was wonder, a good idea?" I wonder if there was something going on at the time where, like, there's some time travel movie or something popular with time travel, and they just wanted. In 1994. I don't know. I mean, we've seen Not it really. happen before with like Terminator and stuff, but I, yeah, I but just were... wonder. Even the Terminator things were like several, a couple years after, but yeah. But I just again, I wonder because yeah, you watch this episode, and you're like, this feels so 
like much more science fiction weird yeah kind of out there than your typical episode but um i mean they went for it i mean we've seen them take these kind of gambles before of course but um yeah yeah it's it's just it's there's so many no there's just so many questions when when he's like freezing time like when uh like batman and robin are like i think watching the building that he's like going into like he he freezes time it's like so are batman and robin also frozen like what's the range of this device because it, it, it would have to be I worldwide right <laughs> it it doesn't make any sense it no. it, it does not make any sense this is an episode I find myself getting bored at by by the end. I'm just like, I just want this episode to be over. Um, the the one notable thing with this episode is the fact. Hey, you there? Hey, hello. You there? Gone? Lose you? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can uh, hear. I can hear you. Okay, here we go. Sorry, lost for a second there. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the uh, the only notable thing really for me in this episode is uh, the doctor, Doctor Wataki, who yeah. is voiced. I don't know if you caught this by Roscoe Lee Brown, aka the Kingpin oh, from Spider Man animated know, series. Sorry. Oh, how about that? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't pick up that at all. I, it's been a while since I've seen the Aimade series. I need to rewatch I've that. Seen but a um, bunch, and I just I cool. watched it earlier this year once it was on. Once I saw that it was on Disney Plus, so I rewatched yeah, the whole thing. But uh, yeah, why have you not done that yet? It's on Disney Plus. I, I got rid of Disney Plus. I, I I think I still have it. So maybe I'll do that before I get rid of it again. That's the like one thing that's worth watching on there. Yeah, I know. Jeez, um, like more than anything else. Good grief. Yeah, the, the other notable thing about this episode is that crazy freaking ending with Batman <laughs> literally running with a bomb as it's exploding. Yeah. It, it, it gets like straight anime at the end where he's like running on water <laughs> with a bomb that's going off. Well, he's uh, using that time thing, but... Right, of course. Still. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... It's just... It's weird. It, it feels so out there for this, you know what you know this show is usually very grounded to yeah this episode's called time out of joint it should be called batman episode out of joint because it's yeah yeah it doesn't it yeah this is just one of those episodes from start to finish you're like this episode this doesn't make any sense like literally nothing in this episode (laughs) makes any sense whatsoever we're just here some you know they they were running late working on harley quinn aid they they worked into the next week and they're like oh shoot we only have three days to make this episode uh uh, we haven't used the clock. King we haven't in used a while. Clock King in a while. He can he can run fast through time or slow. Here, the do there go. Yeah, and the writer was like, uh, like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like an like an anime or a cartoon where where they're messing with time. It's like, oh, we can just let's do something with that. That'd be cool, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's not great. Um, but yeah. they, uh, and what even is his plan? Is his He's goal gonna... just for revenge on the mayor again? Is that it? Yeah, he still has not gotten over the mayor. I, I forget what he the, what did the mayor even do to him again? Done he nothing. Down- the mayor at the at, in the first episode we saw the mayor suggested that he should uh, change up his routine because he was so stressed out. So oh, he right. was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, change it up. Go outside, do this." And then he and it ended up being the worst day ever. And then he lost the case. Right. So that's, right, right, that's right. the whole crux of everything. Clock King still. 
And yeah, he has not gone over to the point where he's literally going to blow up the mayor because of it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So the mayor's in peril back-to-back episodes, as you mentioned. But yeah. um, I don't even know what else to say about this episode. That Batman and Robin gets he puts a booby trap time thing in the Batmobile oh, oh, and yeah. it makes them the stuck in time and they're speeding past them and. It's almost a, it's it, almost like the hold a uh, maneuver where yeah, they it, crash into a car. Right. But this is the best part of that is so they're on the road when this is happening. Right. Somehow. And somehow they're frozen in the Every place car is dodging them. While every time, all, all of time speeds past them. And according to Batman, if something hits them, it'll cause a nuclear explosion. <laughs> Somehow nobody hits a car sitting in the middle of the road for two days. <laughs> I, I, I guess they were like on the, the middle, you know, lane line or whatever, I don't the know. divider. Because yeah, again, like everything else in this the middle episode, of Gotham, nothing but, makes uh, any sense. Um, anyway, and uh, no, like like when Batman and Robin strap the, the 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 mechanisms to their to their bikes to get to the marine time. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Nothing makes yeah, who sense. Who wrote this? It was written by Alan Burnett and uh, Steve Perry, who've oh, wow. written a lot of other shows. So you know, it's yeah. not like it's different writers. It's the same writers. And Dan Reeb is a director, who's a normal director as well. So again, yeah, I think you, they you had like right. three days for this script, and that's yeah, that's how you're right. that's how we had they, all the, all like their this. focus went to Harley Quinn eight and. Probably a couple other big episodes. And like, oh, yeah. crap, what's this? Uh, time stopping? No. Mm-hmm. Sure, let's go for it. Um, yeah, it's not It's not great. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, but what What even happens at the end? Does he get away? No, remember, um, they, they make like a, a one final pun about, you know, if only he had that mechanism. Oh, yeah, 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 right, 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 yeah, right, he gets right. caught. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does get caught. Um. Trying to look at some trivia stuff. If anything's even worth talking about, <laughs> I can't mention there. No, be. that's not. Other than the the doctor being voiced by what's his name, I can't think of anything substantial about this episode. Apparently, uh, Temple Fugit and Kyodai uh, uh, Ken are the only two Batman villains who keep the exact same revenge thing in their second episode as well as their first episode. Oh yeah, that, that definitely yeah, I can see that. So that's interesting. interesting. I guess. Um, so, let's see. So the animation was cool, like how the the cars and stuff were going by when they're stopping right. the Batmobile. But uh, let's see. Time at a joint was the same name of a modern of the modern art exhibit in the Clock King episode from Batman sixty six. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that, that's the name of the art exhibit that he does uh, that that he uses to distract people while it like st- uh, breaks into the safe. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. or whatever it did from that, uh, oh. that clocking episode. So that's, that's a callback. That might be where the, I'm sure that's probably where the name for the episode came from. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, so that's pretty cool. That's that, cool. see, that's yeah. a good trivia thing. That's a solid, that's, cool. that's a solid yeah. trivia piece right there. That's a nice little tie in. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, yeah. this episode aired October 8th, 1994. It's got 7.7 on IMDb. So, you know. Yeah. Not too bad. All right. So that's episode two. Now moving on to episode three that we talked about. Catwalk. And I will say this is the most normal Catwoman episode we've had so far. I thought the same thing, too. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, this isn't like any of the others where there's some weird. 
it's still a little weird creature i mean is it it's yeah it's a little weird but it's not it's not anything weirder than normal episodes no no that's that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah so uh yeah it's not too bad but yeah this episode's fine you want to describe this episode yeah, it's, it's mainly Catwoman's episodes, you know, from her perspective. It starts off with, like, this voiceover as she's talking about, like, you know, how she kind of came to be and, you know, what her life has come to. And, you know, she talks about meeting Batman and how that kind of changed everything. But now she's, you know, giving up Catwoman and trying to be, you know, an, an honest citizen because she kind of dodged the bullet. And so she goes to, like, the or Bruce invites her to this was it like a, a museum exhibit opening or something for something like, like yeah, this like, like animal, that. you know, animal exhibit. And um, of course, she's a big, you know, environmentalist and animal rights activist kind of. And so there's this one chick. I forget her name was a uh, who's the other chick that she gets into a argument with that Bruce is with uh, Varian or something. Uh, Veronica. It's Veronica Vreeland. Really? Yeah. And because um, apparently Bruce is going out with her, you know, or at least goes to the event with her and uh her grandfather was like this big game hunter who you know killed all these animals and so selena kind of goes off and says you know what a monster he was to the guy's granddaughter who you know bruce is like okay let's let's maybe not do this here <laughs> um <laughs> and so uh but then there's there's this what there's this priceless um stuffed tasmanian tiger that's you know worth millions that you know of course would be a you know, obviously, a, you know, a, a really lucrative thing to steal, but then also get it away from stupid Varian. Um, so then she gets not kidnapped, but uh, t- taken by was a rhino. Uh, the henchman we saw a couple of episodes ago, the who's basically working for Scarface. Yeah, yeah, so, it's the same. It's the same gang, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scarface basically employs her to to, you know, steal the thing for him. And, you know, they'll split it 50 50. And it's like, you know. It's too enticing for her not to go back to being Catwoman. Well, she already uh, has, you know, she she basically already has shown that she wants to be Catwoman. Again. Yeah, yeah, she's dying to go back to Catwoman. Yeah, she feels like she just doesn't, you know, isn't herself trying to be this, you know, normal person. She doesn't fit in. She mentions in the episode and stuff. So it's basically about her kind of faulting back into Catwoman, which is kind of cool because it's kind of like, you know, how Batman always feels like he's, you know, himself when he's Batman, not Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yeah, so it's her, you know, going to steal the, um, the Tasmanian tiger from the museum. And then of course, Scarface double crosses her and, you know, Batman gets involved in trying to stop her, but she's, you know, rebelling against him. And, um, yeah. And then it's her going after Scarface at the end and Batman shows up and that's pretty much it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a good episode. Solid episode. I always like it when Scarface shows up, he's always entertaining. Scarface um, is a good villain. Oh, it's great. I love how Catwoman's like, she can't even take him seriously at first in the car. She's like, come on, what is this? <laughs> that is pretty funny. Because it's like, yeah, she wouldn't know anything about Scarface. No, you just see a guy with a dummy. You're like, oh, well, why do you have a dummy there? Like, this is not intimidating a puppet. Yeah, that is pretty but, funny. Uh, but no, it's, it's yeah, really straightforward. There's no weird human-animal splicing storyline or... You know, some overextended chasing with Batman being, you know, run down by a dog. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just a solid episode. I, again, I love Catwoman, so I like that it's finally an episode that we're kind of exploring her psyche. And again, it's not this weird science fiction 
nightmare. We're kind of always exploring her psyche. Sure. In like every episode. That's usually what makes it weird. Yeah. Um, but this one, like again, like I said, kind of has a lot of parallels with, with Batman. And it, it kind of does a really good job of showing how similar they are. And again, it, and it also captures, captures a relationship really well where, again, they're, they're into each other, but they're kind of antagonists to each other. Where at, at the end, she throws a, the tiger like near a fire and makes them choose between either catching her or saving the tiger. And of course, he goes okay, for the yeah, tiger. Let me talk about that for just a second. Oh, go ahead. That's the stupidest part of the whole episode. It's already dead. Yeah, I don't get I don't get why it's so priceless. Who cares? I know I know it's extinct, but um it's stuffed. Right. We have photographs. It's already extinct. Tiger. It I mean you you capture the criminal. Like, come on. What are we doing? I I also see it as like, you know, because Batman he he has a soft spot for Catwoman, so it's <sighs> to me well, it's kinda yeah. Him being like, oh, like, you know, if he had to tell Gordon, oh, I had to save it, you know, if they asked him, how'd you let Catwoman get away? He'd be like, oh, well, I, I had to save the artifact. I'm like, oh, okay. Whereas really for him, yeah, it's a stupid stuffed <laughs> cat, basically. But, you know, for him, it's like, okay, this is how you're able to get away, you know, Selena. So that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, 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 that, I can, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But come on, but I, I expect more from Batman. I mean, come on. Look, again, man, we've, yeah. we've been we're going back and forth between the two shows between Batman 66 and Batman animated series. And let me just say, Adam West, would not in a million years, no. have just uh, done this to let Catwoman go. Nope. But that's Adam West. I mean, Adam West is, I mean, doesn't even jaywalk. Oh, yeah. The, the definition. Literally. OK, I, I lied when I said earlier that I haven't watched any movies in a long time. I lied. I did watch Return of the Cape Crusader again a couple of days ago. Oh, nice. Oh, you know what? Sidebar for just a second. We've already done a whole episode watching Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders from 2016. It's one of the greatest Batman movies ever made by far, animated or live action. It is absolute brilliance. It is perfect. It is one of the funniest things that's ever been made. And everyone should watch it if you haven't yet. It's the animated version of the Batman 66 Adam West Burt Ward Batman. And uh, it was made like four years ago before, yeah, you know, yeah. with Adam West and Burt Ward doing the voices with Julie Newmar doing the voice of Catwoman. The only three at the time uh, surviving members from the original show. And it is uh, it's something else, man. They, they take all the funny stuff from the show and they just turn it up to like 11 and yeah. just make fun of everything in the perfect way possible. And it is it is wonderful. So anyway, please go and watch that if you haven't yet. But uh, yeah, if you call yourself a Batman fan, you should watch that. Good yeah, God. for sure. And, and the next one. They made two of them. Then they made oh, yeah, one, one the next year. Too. Uh, yeah, Batman versus Two-Face, which was the last thing Adam West ever did before. Yeah, thank before God. He died. It came out after he died, actually. It came out a few That's months right. after yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely watch that too. Really good as well. Not quite as good as the first one, but but still oh, still really good. William Shatner doing the voice of Two Face. You just can't yeah, go come wrong. On. It's just come <laughs> on. That's just wonderful. Shatner. Match made in heaven. Um, the two biggest TV stars of the '60s, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And um, at least cult cult stars, I guess, like of uh, of the '60s. But um, anyway, I, I remember that because you mentioned the jaywalking thing, which is from the movie. 
Of course. It is so funny. That is such a great <laughs> scene. They're, they're trying to rush over to where the villains are, and Robin's starting to go in bounds. Like, no, wait, we can't. We can't go this way. He's like, what? But, but they're going to get away, Batman. He's like, jaywalking is a serious offense, Robin. It is. Quick to the crosswalk. And then <laughs> oh, it's just wonderful. But anyway, um, yeah, so that bat that Batman would have never let this happen. Oh, no. And, and he cares about Catwoman, too. He does. He does. Although that that Catwoman is a little bit more villainous than this one, I would say. For that, sure. is, that is true. That was when Catwoman still was allowed to be an actual villain. Yeah. Yeah, this she one she's yeah, which she should be, and, and this one she she has her own you know obviously personal motives and sure. wants to be a criminal, but it's not as directly antagonistic to Batman as yeah. like doing it on the, the classic Catwoman, but no, still good because I love the Selena Kyle, but oh yeah, yeah me too, a solid episode, yeah, yeah, it what, is. What Unsurprisingly, say? it's another Paul Dini episode. Yeah. Oh, we get to see a Scarface obliterated again, of course. Every time. Like like <laughs> Every we mentioned time. on the last Scarface episode, because <laughs> it's an inanimate object, technically, they go out of their way to just mutilate it. In this mo- Although they didn't go too far. They didn't run it through the buzzsaw. I totally, I, I, I thought, like, you know, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. So I'm like, oh, he's totally going to get sawed in half. But, see, and, and the reason why of... you thought that is because they do that in the, right. in, the, in the new animated series. They do that where he goes into like a, like a, uh, air conditioning fan or something and does get dis- you know sliced destroyed so that I, I thought so too i thought it happened too and then when it didn't i was like oh wait no that was the that was later in the later ones when they could get away with a little bit more but then they just drop a whole bunch of logs on yep. it, it. <laughs> which is pretty funny oh yeah which is pretty funny like, yeah it's the only time they get to really kill a villain they have to take advantage mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure but uh yeah no this is this, this is a good episode Again, yeah. anything with Scarface is good. It's finally a Catwoman, Catwoman episode that's basically normal, yeah. and uh, yeah, so no, no, no complaints, no complaints there. Definitely a solid episode. Oh yeah. All right, this. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look to see if there's any trivia with this one. Um, that's not a trivia thing. Uh, let's see. No. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, Catwoman's line, the lady or the tiger, when she says that, that's a reference to, uh, a Frank R. Stockton book, I guess, called, uh, the lady or the tiger, and it was also used by Catwoman in the 66 Batman TV, um, episode, uh, the perfect crime, so, there's another, uh, tie-in to, uh, to the 66 show, which is always, always fun. Um, this episode aired on September 13th, 1995. So literally almost an entire year from when Time Out Adjoint aired. And, uh, it's got an 8.0 on, on IMDb. So oh, I, think that's, nice. I think that's fair. That's respectable. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So those are, uh, not, not too bad episodes right there or not. Oh, yeah. Those three. three episodes, not too bad. Yeah. Good little crop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, next week we will be back in oh, yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the TV show. Yep. The Adam West TV series. Um, hang on, let me see. I'm pulling up to see which episodes we're on next. We're in season two. I think we actually have Catwoman. If I'm, I think so. Cause we just right. did the penguin, right? I think we are on oh, no, are we Mr. Freeze. No, no, we're on Mr. Freeze. We got That's Mr. Right. Freeze next. Yeah. So we got yep. green ice and deep freeze. So again, no rhyme. And, <laughs> um, uh, clever yeah. titles. 
Yeah, not yeah, we we've went downhill from the last handful of titles. We had sure. three rhyming episodes in a row, and now we're back oh, to not rhyming, so that's disappointing. That's but lot. yeah. So uh Green Ice and Deep Freeze, that's what we got next. And um yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah, second right, time um, Make sure and uh, follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. I post all the links to all the episodes and some random other pop culture stuff that's going on. A lot of community stuff as well as I keep rewatching through that. And um, <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. You can follow me at Ian Bartburk. So go ahead and do that. And um, yeah, any final thoughts, Ian? Uh, no, speaking of the Tasmanian Tiger from the last episode, it reminds me of a movie that you should check out called The Hunter, starring uh, Willem Dafoe and also uh, Anthony Starr, who plays uh, Homelander from huh. um, from uh, The Boys. It's about uh, actual, like, the real Tasmanian Tiger, because there was, like, three left or something, and Will- Willem Dafoe has to go and hunt one. It's a pretty cool movie. Interesting. So check it out. Yeah, yeah okay, fair enough. Nice little nugget there. Yeah. All right. That does it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will be back next week with another episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review.